0: Hollywood ripper Michael Gargiulo is the new bleed of serial killer coming to California. Recently sentenced to death for a series of vicious knife attacks, he is part of a new bleed of killers that I predict will terrorize the Golden State in the years to come. Gargiulo will remain behind bars for his crimes against young women, the death penalty being a life sentence in California. But others like him will soon follow in his blue medical booty footsteps. Next on Drowning Verdict, I cut into California's experimental politics and oppressive economy that makes for a no-win situation for protecting its citizens from knife-wielding maniacs like Mike. Burdick. I'm Chip Mahoney, and you're listening to my True Crime Podcast. This is a podcast where I talk about cases out there that fascinate me, and I go more in-depth with the case. So thanks for joining me today. You might have found me on my YouTube or my Twitter, which is a good way to get the latest episodes in that format. If you like what you hear in the sample, click the link in the description to get to the full episode and check it out. If you're on my YouTube, that's a really good place to be because I give full episodes there now, um, so subscribe because no need to go anywhere else for the podcast. Um, however, if you like your pods on different platforms like Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, whomever, you'll find drowning verdict there and you of course can get it there, but I totally recommend YouTube because you know, if you've subscribed to me, that's awesome. I mean so much to me by the way, but if you haven't subscribed and you're thinking about it, well please consider hitting that button because know this, I just want to bring more and more content to you that's bigger and better. And I always say that if I can't deliver there, I want to provide like a new angle or a new nugget to chew on some topic of conversation, which makes it worth your while and a reason to stick around and come back. Because I'm an author, I talk about stories, connections, new angles, sometimes not exactly what other true crime shows are doing but that's just what I can provide is my point of view. Sometimes opinionated, sometimes there's a shred of truth in it. And in true crime, sharing is caring. So it's like an open and active case, always better to share that information and maybe something can happen there. In today's case, it's like a closed case, but there's so much meat here that I think about, especially with the type of killer I'm talking about. And California I've done episodes on this guy before one time on the Hollywood Ripper um, but I've also talked about California I've talked about crime rates and something I called Motel California and really one of my first episodes just thinking about the state the Golden State and what's going on there so with a guy like Michael Gargiulo the Hollywood Ripper the chiller killer who I call also the Golden State Chiller I, think that's, I don't know, I came up with that one Put it in the description He's very scary to me And he should be very scary to you I've covered a lot of these guys This guy just scares me There's no other way that I can put it He is very chilling And when I think about California And all that's going down there In the Golden State Which I'm talking about today's episode It's something to consider It's that nugget to chew on the topic of convo if you're talking to other people that I think it's well worth talking about. So today I'm going to cut deep into that talking about some of the experimental politics and the crime rate and I'm gonna give you my reasons for why I think that he is the new bleed of serial killer meaning that there's going to be others like him coming from somewhere else into the state and maybe doing what he does uh or did and from a serial killer point of view um i think he killed more than three um or what they've you know said as far as his his victims and you know the one that got away basically but i think there's others others like that and most serial killers are like you know five seven victims so i think he probably in that category as well. And maybe we'll find that out in the future. But I think others are going to be coming into the state if they're not there already. And they're going to have those kind of numbers. And I'm going to give you my reasons. But what I'd first like to start off with is just what the Attorney General of the Golden State had to say recently, a man named Rob Bonta. And this is how I'm just going to kick it off. He had this to say, and I quote, We can safely say that the pandemic has had a monumental impact on daily life with more weapons, more economic stagnation, more desperation, and I think these are all drivers of where we are today, end quote. All right, so where are we today? Well, it's 2021 halfway through the year or more. And in 2019, California was doing pretty good as far as the crime rate was concerned. Fast forward about two years and the homicide rate has increased by 30%. 30%. To put that in perspective for you, my listener, and I thank you for being here and listening to me, but to put that in perspective is that In 2016, which was a pretty bad year for crime in uh, the last decade or so in California, there's 300 more homicides than there was that year in 2021. So 30% increase crime rate. And that's with uh, your violent crimes, you know, with the, the homicides. And so there's a few words that he said that really speak to me because, you know, I'm an author, words mean a lot to me. And he talked about the economic stagnation. And then the other word, desperation, you know, desperate people do desperate things. So if you're someone in the same vein as Mike, a guy who got off on stalking and picking the perfect time to strike and really, you know, taking sexual pleasure, not in a sexual assault kind of way, but in seeing the blood flow out of pretty girls. His get-off. Doesn't California seem to be the place for you to set up shop? Doesn't it offer you incentive to do what you do? Now, to give you an example of that, where I kind of see this slippery slope in the, the crime uptake and the 30% of the homicide uh, rate, as I've just said, I want to give you a... An example of where I think of things have just gone downhill and it's just not getting any better California has um, adjusted the uh, theft rate the felony theft rate for um, the cost or the price of the item so they actually raised it to nine hundred and fifty dollars so technically if you're a thief you're into thieving and you roll up to a Walmart and you want that 100-inch flat screen that's $949.99 you can go in there if there's a box and you can take it no smash and grab necessary it's there's for there for you for the taking because No one's going to chase you out of the store, the uh, rented cops inside the store aren't going to do anything, the cops outside aren't going to show up, and the shoppers around you, they're all just going to video it for Facebook. No one's going to do anything to you because the last time somebody tried to intervene at a Rite Aid, dude was shot, it turned out bad, and nobody wants to get in the way anymore. So you've probably seen those videos of thieves not even having to do a smash and grab, just a grab, bring your buddy, don't really cover your face, doesn't matter, roll out, hop in your ride and take your stuff. It's yours for the taking. That's a real problem, that $950 threshold from a felony to the misdemeanor. So it's a slap on the wrist and thieves know it. And that's, that's just a real, real problem. Now, getting back to um, Mike, and um, you know, he was sentenced to death for his for his crime, and you know that was in Los Angeles. Um, but the death penalty is is really a life sentence because in 2019, the governor there put a moratorium on uh, the death penalty. So there's approximately 700 people on death row, and none of them are really threatened with the death penalty. Yes, and Quentin is not the place to be, but you're still getting your meals and you might even get a Netflix show. Who knows? I mean, that's just the way society is today. But with that moratorium, it also says that if you are somebody who is moving into California to do, you know, to be like Mike, somebody like him, or maybe you're there already, that's a big deal because you're not threatened with the death penalty anymore and it's just a slippery slope that I see from what I mentioned with the felony theft uh, amount and what they do with uh, death row and death sentences it's just a slap on the wrist and there's really no justice that I see that can happen because so many of them on death row have taken so many lives and their life is up their life is up next but they just end up end up sitting there so that's my example to kind of get the idea rolling about where I'm going with uh, my idea here. And what I'm ultimately trying to say is that the homicide rate of 30% is just going to keep on going up. Uh, SKs like my people who are stalking, who are picking their targets and have their MO are going to be, um, in my mind, doing more and more of it. Maybe they're not going to be as vicious and as sadistic as this person, Mike Gargiolo. But nonetheless, I feel that's going to happen. And the reason why I feel it's going to happen more and more is because if we flash back approximately 40 years, 45 years, in that time period from 1975 to about 1985, California had a population of about 20 million. There wasn't um, the kind of Economic stagnation that I would, I would call today, as far as the COVID thing and all the experimental politics that they put in place on it on their citizens there. But I'm not saying that there was wasn't any economic stagnation in the 70s. You know, um, however, during that time there was an estimated uh, of that 20 million people in California. There was an estimated 25 active serial killers. I'm gonna say that again. During that run, 1975 to about 1985, 10 years, about 20 million population in California, in the state, about 25 active serial killers. Serial killers who were taking multiple victims, more than three victims. You know their names. Um, People like the original Night Stalker, people like the Bedroom Basher, people like the Sunset Strip Slayer, who could have been like, you know, Mike Gargiulo's lost uncle. I mean, that's the type of person that guy was. How about the freeway killers? There was multiple guys there. In fact, one of them, William Bonin, who was executed in 1996, um, was responsible for about 40 victims or so. That was a population of 20 million, and I would, I would just say that, um, although I didn't live there at that time, that it was probably a better economy, probably more of that feeling of moving to California and dreams coming true. Not today. There's been a mass exodus of California and people are coming in droves to other states like Arizona, where I happen to live. Um, An estimated 100,000 people or so in 2020 moved from Los Angeles to Phoenix. Unprecedented. It's because the economy is driving them out and you might live there, you might know a lot better than I but the economy is driving them out for the first time the local economy the local politics and it's making life very tough for them however in today's California the state has a population of 40 million people population has doubled so if you have 25 active serial killers estimated during that time maybe even more than that and the population has doubled the economy is worse the desperation, the stagnation, as the Attorney General has said. What results are there in crime? Well, in the minor crimes, or what California considers to be a minor crime, is anything under $950, which is uh, it's a lot of money, but they don't consider that a big deal anymore. It's a misdemeanor if it's under that. Well, that means there's going to be a ton more of what they would consider to be petty crimes or smaller crimes. And that is going to just continue, snowball, and that just means a lot more work. It means a lot more uh, to deal with because it, it doesn't mean that... Um, people aren't going to want to file reports or people aren't going to want to try to find justice. It just means that the person or the perpetrator is not, is not going to be handled the way they would have been handled in the past. Um, there's not that fear of jail or something happening to that person who is the thief, who is the one who is stealing. So that snowballs and that just creates more and more work for the, the police and the people who are there to enforce the laws and, and help the citizens. So it's more and more of that, and then violent crime, the homicides, and within the homicides, the serial killers, the people who aren't just committing one homicide because they got angry one night, but they have purpose, they have their victims that they stalk, the type of victims that they choose, the hunt that they get off on, those guys, which are like 99% guys, those guys are going to increase. And so if there was 25 of those with, uh, you know, 45 years ago in a population of 20 million, how many are there today with a population of 40 million when there's an exodus coming out of California, but the population numbers are still swelling in California. Where are those people coming from and what kind of people are they? That's my question. And I wonder what the attorney general would have to say about that. Because I think a guy like Michael Gargiulo is the new bleed of serial killer there. The type that tries to escape from somewhere else and where he came from, Glenville, Glenview, Illinois, murdering a classmate of his or a girl that he had, had known from his school in his neighborhood, uh, Tricia Boccaccio, in 1993, and escaping. In 1998, to get away from the local cops there, because guess who did that? He did it. He did it. And then he moved to Los Angeles, and just like the Doors had sung about the LA woman and you know where are they all all the little girls at in their Hollywood bungalows? Well, one of them, like Ashley Ellerlin, was one of those LA women in their LA bungalows, and. Mike stalked her, watched her, knew all of her patterns, had a key to her place, and then he did what he did. I don't necessarily have to describe it because you can look it up, and I'm sure if you're listening to the podcast, you know about it. So he sliced and diced her about 47 times, I believe, in her place, and then he went on to his next, next victim. And he would just move next to them. He was in the neighborhood of Trisha Picaccio there in Glenview, Illinois. In 1993 they knew him he was in the home and so he moved within the vicinity of where his victims were gonna be so he was like the boy next door as they say or the chiller killer the creepy guy and he inserted himself into their lives and he got off as I said not on an actual sexual assault but by picking the right time and being alone with the one who had been stalking and then doing what he did to, to get off on that blood flow, the the cutting and the gashing That, that was like his, his sexual addiction, even though he wasn't known to be assaulting the victim from a sexual standpoint an actual sexual assault. And so he moved into the neighborhoods and even sometimes right next door to the victims. And one of them got away. One of them got away. She was really lucky. And that happened in, um, 2008. That was the, the last time he was known to attack. But I do believe, as the cops have said, that there are more victims. I don't think there are 10, as he kind of said off the side of his, you know, side of his speech that there's 10, but I think there could be five, six or seven. And maybe we'll see in the future about any victims through DNA or some cold cases out there where they can attach his name to and he is going to um, be brought to justice in the Trisha Picaccio case as well. The original 1993 case where he had basically done uh, what he did before, uh, tracking the victim's movement knowing the routine, knowing when he would be alone with them, and this total surprise, this, this shock and awe of the strike. And that makes for an incredibly dangerous person and a very scary person in my mind. But I think there's other scary persons than the Golden State Chiller, the Hollywood Ripper, the boy next door, the chiller killer, as they say. And I think they're coming to... California in the same vein the new bleed of serial killer because if I'm like that and I look at California then I say that's where I can escape to that's where I can go and the things that I can get away with all the things that are happening there that are taking the attention of authorities then I can go to work I can go to work. What do you think? Is it scary to you that a guy like Michael Gargiulo um, did what he did, but that others could be like him there right now coming to California? What about the gun situation? What about the extreme laws on gun laws? I don't know too much about the gun laws in California, but I know that they are pretty heavy, pretty loaded. And I would say that, why use a gun when you have a knife, if that's how you get off on it? So if there's regulation there, and they think that's a big deal, well, killers still kill. People still kill, and there's other ways to do it. And Mike liked the knife. He cut deep. He cut real deep. This is Chip Mahoney, I'm signing off on Drowning Verdict. Um, thank you for staying with me on this one it's uh scary to me is it scary to you and i'll see you next time thanks for joining me bye-bye